What's going on, team? Welcome to the Bay Street Podcast, episode 105. I was joined this week by a good friend of mine, long-term friend of mine, Jeremy Cope, who a lot of you may not recognize by face, but you surely will by name. He does a lot of our media, a lot of the photos and videos, the awesome videos that we get to put out on our social media channels and our YouTube channel. Uh, Jeremy is the creative genius behind coming up with the ideas for and actually creating, filming, shooting the whole shebang. Um, a lot of the cool stuff that we've done over the years or the cool photos you've gotten have come from Jeremy. So had a chat with Jeremy. Um, we have got him on the show. We wouldn't like to get him on, on the show for a while for a topic, which I'll go into in a second. But he had a, quite a funny experience with, um, well, not really funny. It's kind of worrying experience with trying to get a COVID vaccine. So we talk about that in the show. Um, we talk a, a lot about uh, the CrossFit Open, obviously, because we're in the middle of the CrossFit Open. We spent some time talking about very unsolicited uh, COVID and vaccine advice. Don't take anything we say on this podcast as medical advice or as gospel. It's just two idiots that don't know what they're talking about, talking about stuff that they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, we, we talk a lot about how we know each other and how this whole kind of got started. And then um, we went into talking about something that Jeremy's had a, a hard time dealing with over well his entire life really and something that I've experienced a little bit lately which was uh, body dysmorphia and just kind of like your perception of yourself which became an interesting conversation around setting goals and, and training but went kind of deep on that one. But it was a very enjoyable podcast. It is a long one. We went on for about 90 minutes. So hopefully you guys hang around for the whole episode. And I'd love to hear your feedback on how it went. Uh, we are one day away from the final workout for the 2021 CrossFit Open. We've done well so far. We're two down, one to go. I uh, hope you're all excited for this last week. I hope you have a fantastic weekend and enjoy the episode. Peace. Welcome to the Basic Podcast episode 105, I think. I always forget to check before. I think it's 105. I'm sitting here with my very good friend, Jeremy Cope. Jeremy, what's going on, man? Hello, Craig. Hello, Base 3 podcast listeners. What's up, good people? Um, not much is going on. Few, few, bit of a weird day, but uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. Um, you, A lot of you will probably know Jeremy by name, but not necessarily <laughs> by face, unless you train at 6am, because he's the guy behind the camera most of the time at Base 3. So that's why there's never any photos of Jeremy on our social media, because he's the guy taking all those Correct. beautiful photos and videos and making you guys look awesome. Um, <laughs> so we were just talking about the Open. Let's get through that now, because we're on a good conversation with it. Yep. So jump straight in. We are now through the second week of the Open. Jeremy, how's your back feeling? Uh, it's not good. I, it's I still, not I still, I'm good. sitting on a stool and I still can't sit properly. The stool um, is not treating and the, you well. driving the car also has. And you haven't trained since? No, well, I did it on Monday. I didn't do it on yeah, Friday. I did it on Monday. And um, so Tuesday, today's Wednesday. Um, so yeah, two days in and I'm, I'm feeling it. Feeling which is quite rare because I'm normally pretty good with muscle soreness. I was reading something earlier <laughs> about the, there's a reason why it was a guy who's a physio, right? And why... Um, people have been experiencing obviously a lot of back soreness and the back mm. soreness is due to the dumbbell snatches but then mm. also a lot of people were struggling with like hip tightness and, and back soreness as well and a lot of like chronic hip and back pain post-workout which was the same thing in 2017 mm. and it's all to do with like hinge mechanics breaking down the lower back having to do too much work because the hips are getting too tired so well, how are your hips feeling so just your lower back? Hips are fine, um, and, and Tracy earlier mentioned that hamstrings might come into play, but yeah. no, it, uh, everything's fine. Well, I it's think just... you have to use your hamstrings for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, but no, yeah, it's just the back. And I don't have, normally I don't have good, I'm terrible with my mobility and accessory stuff, so it's no secret or surprise, but... Um, Weirdly, yeah, I did it twice, pain. which was weird as well. Um, but the first time, 
I didn't feel my back at all during it. My back was completely fine. My glutes were like burning, which mm. was good. That's what you want. But mm. for, th- for two days afterwards, I was fucking sore. Mm. And I read it on Monday and I had to stop the workout because my back gave up. Like I literally felt like probably what you feel like right now. I couldn't do another rep. Yeah. Um, and haven't been sore since. That's weird good. how I didn't, but well, weird how I didn't. But is that because you've like essentially uh, pre-exhausted or pre-worked the muscles, and now you're it's not a shock anymore, right? Because so you've done the volume of that much that, volume. Yeah. And I think just the accumulation of doing three hundred dumbbell snatches in three days was probably the back's like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah, That's mate, not, yeah. not smart. <laughs> Chill out, mate. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, yeah. How are you enjoying the open so far? Uh, this is open? my first open. Okay. Um, and I'm not a big fan of the open in person, personally. I mean, I remember before saying I don't really, I'm not really fussed on doing it. I prefer mm. team competitions. Mm. Um, but you know, I've enjoyed it. The first, the first one was good fun. It was hands, hand, well, hand walks, handstands, close enough. Mm. Um, I enjoyed that. Obviously, my double unders aren't the best. So that you was still crush that workout. All things considered, how many double unders in that workout? You did very well. I, I'm very happy yeah. with it. And then I redid it purely to beat Charlie. Uh-huh. And that yep. was my thing. We have a rivalry. Um, and you did. But I, and I did by one rep, which yeah. I'm happy with. Um, but we worked it out. I think I spent six and a half minutes on the 150 double unders. Oh, wow. So if I yeah. had, yeah. So if I had been able to do double unders correctly, how long should you be taking on double unders? Like, 450 double unders? Yeah. Uh, keeping that, it, keeping uh, in mind that, uh, that, yeah. that state, probably like. Top guys probably two minutes, two and a half minutes. And just like, so they're more of a general athlete, like I guess. Oh, okay. So let's say like top guys in the gym were probably yeah. two, two and a half minutes. I think I was like two and a half minutes. Right. So that's four extra minutes yeah. necessarily I, oh, I spent on. Yeah. When you put it like nonsense. that. Nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, no, I think pretty sure everybody in the top kind of like, let's say 500 in the world did all mm. the double ends unbroken. Most of the guys were Oof. doing the double ends unbroken the whole way. So those guys would have been like a minute on 150. Oh, so. wow, man. Yeah, so your six minutes probably took up a lot of your handstand walk time, but still got a great score. Yeah, yeah. But I still got uh, four, three? Three more than Charlie. Yeah, one more than Charlie. Whatever it was, one more than Charlie. I remember, I, remember I, I think I got onto the, the wall walks with 58 seconds left, and I was like, I need to power out I'm four reps. <laughs> so I just went ham and just <laughs> and ended up, I think I got one of the reps. Yeah. Uh, and last, then last second. the last one was, the for those of you who don't know, the dumbbell snatch. Yeah. Burpee box over. That was, that was a shock. Yeah. I took four minutes off my time from 2017. I was four minutes. I, I feel like most people are taking their t- they're taking times off mm. much better. No, whether that's because they've done it before and they're used to it or they know what's coming or they know the pain or. And I think there's a whole, so even if you look at the, there was a uh, stats Instagram page yesterday posted, it's called what analytics It's really cool. Go check it out. Um, they posted how many people were at like nine minutes, 10 minutes, 11 minutes and the amount of people that got to certain times mm. and people were just breaking 10 or just breaking sub 10 minutes or like 9.50 something mm, mm. now it's 8.50 something so even at that wow. level being a yeah. minute quicker yeah and the amount of people that were sub 10 now is like thousands of people could now is that because their, their programming and their training is, is did, increased I guess it's just like the natural evolution of training right everyone's yeah. four years they've done four years more yeah, training yeah, yeah, since yeah. then so whether you've been specifically training at those movements you've been training for four years longer so you've been we, we, when we look at training experience we look at training age so how long you've been training for so yeah. like yourself is yeah you haven't been doing CrossFit competitively for that long but yeah. you've been training hard for years and years and years and that's why you can adapt quicker and your responsiveness or your recoverability is better yeah. so these guys have now who in 2017 they've got 10 years of training behind them mm. have now got 14 years of training behind mm-hmm. them so they're fitter faster stronger than they were mm. so I guess that's normal you'd expect to see that and that's when you look at like the first ever CrossFit games mm. 
all the workouts for the CrossFit Games doesn't even equal the first day of the CrossFit Games. Yeah, now yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. everything. Yeah. Everyone's tougher, fitter, stronger, pushing the boundaries more. It's like the whole um, the Roger Bannister thing. Running, a, no one ever said anyone would, would run a sub four minute mile, yeah. and then it got done. The next week, it got broken, broken, broken. Yeah, yeah. people can just push yeah. those boundaries a bit further. Um, does, yeah, does that mean then? Is that does that link to the debate of? I'm sorry if I'm going off topic, but does that link, link to the debate of is Frazier better than Froning? Like, because he was doing the games at an earlier stage? See, and then, I think it does. Yeah. So I think Fraser winning, even when Fraser had won four years, yeah. I think him winning four years now yeah, is better is more than, impressive than Froning's yes, four okay. years yeah. just because the volume of the tests, yeah. the, the difficulty of the competition, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the margin of uh, how much he beat his competitors by, by what Froning beat yeah. his competitors by. So I'd, I'd say yes. Yeah. But having said that, if Froning was still competing, he would have probably gotten better as well. So if they were oh, to go head to head yeah, for these four point. years, yeah, yeah. I think I they would have still been yeah. like 50-50 on most yeah, workouts. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it's you can necessarily say Fraser would be the best of all time versus yeah. Froning, but I think the record is, yeah, if that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'd love to see a head-to-head. Fraser's obviously a bit yeah. younger uh, and now retired, but Froning is still a beast. Still, Still, yeah. Yeah, still the goat, and I think he, um, him, he doesn't train as much or take it as seriously. The whole thing was he retired because or retired from individual competition because he was having kids and he was like, he's "Is got, that why?" He's got oh. all these like, um, so they adopted kids. And I think they've got three kids now, maybe even four. Oh, sure. And they've set up all these businesses and he's been very successful. And there's more to his life than there ever, ever yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, and him doing that he removed himself from training so he was probably training like six hours a day and now he only trains three hours a day so he's still Which like still above right yeah he's still crushing it he's still yeah. absolutely legit beast and um that's him just being like a team athlete isn't you know? he coach now doesn't he like heli adams isn't he the coach for heli adams uh or wasn't he? he's one of the mayhem coaches i don't know how much programming he actually does himself uh, but then okay. they've got a bunch okay. of online programs that are really popular really yeah, successful okay. um okay. and uh, i think a bunch of people who work for mayhem which is his brand yeah. are coaches i don't necessarily <laughs> think it's rich doing the programming okay um and it's like matt fraser's i don't know if you've seen this i've he's, seen his now online stuff he's going online uh april the first and a couple of people yeah. have asked me what i think of his programming i've not seen any of the hard work pays off programming stuff yeah. but um i don't necessarily believe just because he's the fittest person in the world it's gonna be the best program in the world yeah he i'm sure so he said a couple of things but i'm interested to see what the programming looks like because he said on the rogan podcast he's just like yeah i've been writing my own programming for this many years and i've never released it i kept it all a secret because yeah. it was what i was doing for training now i'm not training doesn't matter yeah, I can yeah, release yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. so it's going to be interesting to see what his training was like whilst he was training but that's that kind of links into i mean i <clears throat> my sport is rugby right as you know and players don't make the best coaches a lot of players go to coaching right. and because they're the highest you know level at playing for sure for australia or for new zealand or whoever then they a lot of people think, oh, because they played at such a good level, they can go coaching and then they're yeah. not good at coaching. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's a similar sort of thing. Maybe, maybe it's just, he's just a freak and his yeah, exactly. programming and is just his. And what he did for him yeah, worked well for, worked for him, him. Yeah, exactly. But it won't necessarily yeah, yeah, work for everybody yeah, else, for sure. Yeah. And I guess it's the same for every program. Is if, you do a, if you write a really, 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 really <laughs> great program, but you're not an amazing athlete, you're probably not going to be as good as Matt Fraser. Yeah. yeah. Um, in other sports, that is interesting. Yeah. So I was trying to think, what other sports are where the coach was never a top level athlete was be able to be the top level coach yeah. i was thinking like in football you get a lot of really good level actors in soccer yeah, yeah. Uh, for your <laughs> australians um you get a lot of really high level footballers that end up becoming really good managers as well like really successful yeah. what other sports is that because in rugby it doesn't 
Not necessarily. Uh, basketball. Yeah, I, I guess if you you've got some experience, you're you know the game well enough, but you I don't think, have the ability as an athlete. Yes, that carries over I think well. a lot of coaches have definitely played, or to an extent, but then because yeah, because now it's it used to be maybe like three or four years ago, the most popular programs in CrossFit were mm. the programs where the best athletes were doing it. So at the time, right, right, yeah. whoever um, <clears throat> who whichever athlete was like, ah, oh, here's my program, here's what I'm doing, mm. follow me, I'm doing this. People mm. were like, well, he's really fun, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Whereas now there's a whole wave of brands which is the people follow the coach like training think tank comp training yeah. all these other popular programs are now being popular and it's like you can become a, a famous in their quotes um coach in crossfit based on the knowledge and experience you have without having been a top level athlete yeah whereas before you, you had to have the athletic yeah. ability to be able to represent yourself yeah. so then cool. so then talking about programming and coaching how do you think your coaching and programming is based the best obviously it's the best right yep. <laughs> but like do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, mean, I think so. Here, for me, the pe- in all coaching and all programming is only as good as the people you're, or not as good as, but is the, as the audience, right? So, what's mm. the purpose of your program? What are you mm. writing it for? If you're writing to develop games athletes, the program would look a lot better than if you're writing for someone who's just training six hours a week. Yeah. So then, I think what we do with programming here is really good, and we offer a really good level of programming. You, yeah. <laughs> have you seen the emoji of the elephant sucking its own penis? Uh, no, like when, but I, I I weirdly want to. <laughs> it's not an actual elephant, don't worry. Oh, well, that's and true. It's a, it was a meme, uh, one of the CrossFit meme pages, like when coaches talk about their own program and it's an elephant sucking oh, itself. Right, okay, so it's like, okay. I get caught up yeah, in yeah, this yeah, a lot. Yeah, but I think yeah. generally at base three, it's not just me. I think we've yeah. got really high level programming in. And I think the if you took our program in and put mm. it next to or gave it to a bunch of competitive athletes, they wouldn't say it's the best program at all. Mm. But what I'm saying is what we, the group of athletes that we have in here, it really- It's good for them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the yeah. audience. And I think okay. if, if I was working with 50 grandmas who were yeah. borderline like decrepit or whatever, yeah, then yeah, the yeah. program would- <laughs> Decrepit. But, would, but the program would look very different, but it would be appropriate there. Likewise, yeah. if I had a camp of 50 games athletes, it yeah. would look very would different. Would you know how to, to program for games athletes? And grandmas, yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. you're, yeah. No, I think you, you can. And like games athletes aren't doing anything that different. Like they're not. Yeah. Okay. Like, so if you looked when Matt Fraser's program out and it's like a day of his training, his, what he's doing isn't going to be much different to what you're doing in like rise in the morning, for example. Yeah. It's just the volume will be different. Yeah. yeah the yeah. intensity will be the same. The movements will be pretty much the same. The loading will be pretty similar, yeah. but their ability to do more yeah. because they're spending more time recovery and their, and their adapt, their ability to adapt and, um, and handle that much volume yeah. is higher because they've trained to experience yeah, 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 that. Yeah. So if you look at games athletes doing four to six hours of training a day, yeah. it's like their first part of the day is your whole session for the day. It's not, not much different. Right. And then there's obviously going to be um, like, I think a skill that coaches, good coaches have is being able to identify weaknesses and, and develop weaknesses with an athlete. Mm. If an athlete is like, oh, so you, let's say Matt Fraser and you watch him go through uh the games weekend and you say he was not great at this not great at this how do we improve that not great things and try and find mm. balance across so he's mm. averaging a, being very good at all things versus like having a one really extreme weakness and one really extreme strength mm. trying to balance that and make a mutual mm. well, in this sport specifically but I think being able to identify fix and prescribe mm. how to fix weaknesses is probably like yeah. a, a good skill to have but that's what you'd look at if you had a group of 50 average Joes you'd look at okay on average what's the, the low hanging fruit what do we have to improve as a group here yeah um, when you're looking at general population stuff, you're looking more about health and longevity, making sure people aren't getting injured, making sure people are having fun and making yeah. sure people are safe. 
whereas you're looking at games athletes you're trying yeah. to drive adaptation trying to push them trying to like how hard what's the the minimum amount of work on oh no, what's the maximum work i can give some without breaking them yeah. or how much what recovery protocols are we implementing to make sure they're able to facilitate that much tr- training yeah, yeah, volume yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah that, was a, this, that was a sick tangent yeah it was <laughs> yeah, going off it was nice yeah okay so that's that's kind of crossfit stuff that was fun um yeah i so i got really do when your phone rings do you get freaked out well, no one calls anybody. So when yeah, call, nowadays it's all yeah. You think it's the worst, right? You morning, think it's shit. Shit, the popo calling. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. Jeremy, I was like, fuck. Yeah. So I called him back, and he went to voicemail. I was like, shit, <laughs> what's going on? Well, yeah, so, my behind yeah. behind calling for me, I will only call if it's essentially important. Okay. If it's super important, or if it's a story that I need to tell at the time, then I'll. Even no, cool. like because it lost in translation. A couple right? times today, Rowan's yeah. got phone calls and he's just like, "Oh fuck, I hear my phone rings." <laughs> just yeah, yeah, phone. yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you answer phones if there's no if you haven't got the number saved? Yeah. Oh, I, I can't do yeah. it. Which is r- ridiculous because I grew up at a time with still well, phones on phones. the wall, right? Yeah, and there's yeah. no caller ID. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. But I hate it. I hate it. I'm not one of these yeah. people who. Um, doesn't mind. I don't mind answering my phone. I'm worried that it's someone I don't want to talk to. There are many, but there are a few, and I don't want to talk to them. I'm like shit. I, I think there this was person. there was a time when there was yeah. a, a bunch of people that I was trying to avoid, and I was just not answering any phone calls for yeah. a while. But now it's my phone rings, I'll answer it. And I, there's one number that always calls. I need to save it because it's mm-hmm. always that one. Um, to get this uh, song as your ringtone, press one. Oh, I was no like, way. oh my god, you still get that? Again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. Every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah Jeremy rang me this morning with an interesting story, and it yeah. literally blew my fucking mind. Yeah. I'm like, this is the problem <clears throat> with the world. So, yeah. Jeremy, what happened this morning? Right. So, um, for those of you wondering, um, the vaccine is available to everyone now, not just, you don't have to have appointments. So I was told this information um, a while ago. I wasn't know if it was credible, but then I got told again this morning by my dad that you can just go to a uh, Dubai Health Authority hospital and you can get the vaccine. And I was like, great. Uh, I just finished training here at the gym. So it was about 7, 7.30. I head straight off to Basha um, DHA to get the vaccine. I wait in the line for 40 minutes. It's great. Um, and then I get upstairs, get my, you know, hand, hand over my ID. They take my details, blah, 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 blah. Walk up, sitting outside the, the little area where you get the shot. I go inside. And the first thing they do is check your vitals. So blood pressure and pulse. Yeah. And um, blood pressure normal. I didn't get the number. I can't remember what it was, but they said it was normal. normal. Yeah, they said it was normal. And I was like, all right, cool. But then they looked at me and said, your heart rate is very low. Uh. I said, oh, what's my heart rate? And they said, 44. I said, yeah, that's pretty normal for me. Um, I said, no, it's really low. And I'm like, well, no, I, I, you know, I train a lot. So it's probably just why it's low. Um, anyway, this nurse, and I don't want to discredit nurses in any way, shape or form. Um, but this nurse looked at me like I was fucking insane um, and thought I was going to die. Um, I, I, remember, I remember I put my head down to look at um, the blood pressure sort of band on my arm. Yeah. And she thought I had fainted. She's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm just looking at the, at the thing. Anyway, she couldn't wrap her head around my heart rate, so she went and got another nurse. That nurse, then there were then two nurses. Um, she couldn't also put her hand around it, so then they got a, a third nurse, and then finally a fourth nurse. There were four nurses in my little station um, looking at this heart rate, and they had done it a few times to check that it, the machine wasn't broken or anything. And they were like, your heart rate's really low. I was like, yeah, I know. Because <laughs> yeah. one, I'm in training gear too. I just come from the gym, right? Uh, and they, they were honestly baffled. And it, it started to scare me. Do you that, know what's funny though? Is you yeah. didn't really train hard this morning. You did straight, no, I didn't do anything. Like, did I just pull-ups. did some pull-ups. So yeah. if, if you trained like in the full session, yeah. your heart rate would have probably been high. Probably high, right? Yeah. But so I'm then 
sitting in this room thinking, okay, they, they don't understand a that a heart that people can have a lower heart rate if they're somewhat fit and healthy, which then made me anxious and scared and nervous about getting the vaccine because they didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah. Uh, finally, a doctor came in and the first thing he said was, do you exercise a lot? I said, yeah, maybe six times a week. Um, and he went, that's why your heart rate's low. And I went, yeah, I know. I've been telling you that. <laughs> And then they went, and then and then he just walked off straight away, right? Yeah, just walked off straight away. Didn't have time to talk to him. Anyway, they, they sat there for about three, four minutes. They sent me outside. They said, just wait a while, wait 10, 15 minutes, uh, and then come back in and we'll see if your heart rate's back to, uh, to a higher rate. And I was like, all right, whatever. So I go outside. I call Ben Richards to tell him that the vaccine's available. I'm like, yeah, yeah the vaccine's available. Um, I go back inside. Heart rate's the same as it was. They then say, right, can you do some push-ups? Um, and some jumping jacks to get your heart rate up. So I'm like, okay. I was like, are you serious? They're like, yeah. Keep in mind, there's a whole line of people watching, <laughs> right? A long line. So I'm just in the middle of this hospital doing push-ups, right? Oh, <laughs> and I'm God. thinking like, this is ridiculous, right? This is a prank. I'm not gonna lie though, I did feel good. I felt, I felt like I was better than everyone, <laughs> right? I was like, you know what? You, can all, you, all, you all suck, I'm the best. Anyway. Um, Flex on them. Yeah, then I did my push-ups and I went up to, I think it was 50, 51. And they were like, oh, your heart rate's up to 50. I was like, yeah, okay. Well, I've just sure. been doing push-ups. Uh, then it went back down. It's sort of, after I waited for a while, it went back down. Um, and then eventually they just said, no, we can't give you the vaccine because, you're, because, uh, because your heart rate's too low. And then I, 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 at that point, I was like, you know what? I don't want the vaccine because if you're this um, confused about why my heart rate is low... I almost don't trust you in giving me a vaccine. Oh, like, man. Or not, not necessarily the vaccine itself, but just general medical treatment. Um, and that's what concerned me. And again, not discrediting other nurses or anything, but I almost feel like these four had no idea what was going on. Um, and just the looks on their faces baffled me. And that's what, yeah. Uh, yeah, not, nonsense. Absolutely crazy. But, but then, as I said, I felt... I, would, I laughed as I was leaving. I, I laughed and I called Ben Richards again and I was like, yo, it's available, the vaccine, but keep in mind, Here, you're, you're a fit guy. Like your high rate's probably very low go like mine. Um, but then he said, yeah, it happens quite a bit. Um, and then I spoke to someone else and they said, yeah, it's, it's also a problem if you have a low heart rate giving blood, um, I, um, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so, so I brought this up in our team meeting. I had a team yeah. meeting and I got off the phone to you and I brought it up in team meeting because I thought it was interesting. And actually mm. the same thing is that, yeah, I've had that problem before giving blood. Mm. Um, and even my dad, when he was getting medical treatment before, when he had, before he found out he had cancer, he had to go and get a biopsy. Mm. They wouldn't do the biopsy because his heart rate was too low. They thought he had a heart defect. It's like your heart rate's too low for a 60 year old. He's like, I swim a kilometer a day. My heart rate's low because I'm aerobically fit. And they, made, yeah. they had to go for a CT scan and whatever. So they were, and they made him wait and come back. And they were delaying test checking. Treatment for, and stuff, right? Yeah, but exactly. Delaying yeah. checking for S Serious cancer conditions, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because his heart rate was too low. Yeah, crazy, right? How do people not? Yeah. Like, and when we're talking about the team meeting, it's just like, we're probably a very, 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 very small percentage of the population that have a heart rate below average. Because yeah. it's probably the amount of people that are aerobically fit or are in shape compared to the people that are out of shape. Yeah. It's probably very, very small. And the people who have a very low heart rate probably don't go to the hospital very often because there's, no, yeah. there's less risk of, there's, there's just healthier people. Yeah. Whereas the average, which is probably, I pulled it up when you're on the phone. Funnily yeah. enough, I pulled, I opened my phone to pull it up and I'd missed the phone call. As I was saying, that's my phone. Um, so yeah. you're 32, not 31. Am I 31? 30. No, you're 32, bro. I look like 28 though. You look 25. <laughs> uh, so age of males, 26 to 35. Uh, good average heart rate. I don't know what good average means. I'm sorry, above average is 67 to 70. That's average. 
that says above average. So we've got, this is athlete, excellent, good, above average, average is actually Okay, seven. so athlete is a category. Yeah, but I'll get to oh, that okay. in a second. Yeah. But average is 71 to 75. That seems quite high. Dude, that's like really high. That's like- so it's one a minute, one a, uh, one beat a minute, one, <laughs> um, 70 beats or whatever it is a minute. Do you know that Blue seems, can do the four beats per minute? Well, good for them. <laughs> yeah, it's impressive. Uh, my, yeah. my, my, might not be a blue whale, the biggest blue, whale. I think it's a blue whale. I think it's a blue whale. Yeah. Uh, but no, the athlete category is uh, for that age group, forty-nine to fifty-four. So even that is like quite conservative, based on like even when you said that I checked my woo, mine's forty-one. Mm. Rowan checked his just now was thirty-seven. I'm yeah, sure. that's 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 scary. extremely low. But yeah. again, he'll be the same as Ben Richards. He's been doing <clears throat> loads of aerobic training. Yeah, yeah, he's been yeah. doing loads of long, slow, steady yeah. bike stuff. So yeah, he's yeah, gonna yeah. this is gonna be really yeah. low. It's just so crazy. It, it's what's funny is I actually because I now on the whoop trend I and I didn't mention this in the story but I actually had to show them my whoop stats yeah. so they didn't it's, understand is this, this is this is normal, normal and then I said no look at my whoop stat my whoop stats look at my stats on my heart rate monitor thing and I showed them the last two weeks and it was all sitting around 43 44 45 yeah. just up you know that that sort of constant level and um yeah it was man, baffling honestly it was baffling and it's so like frustrating that one of like the primary, and again, I don't. This, this, um, I don't really have the jurisdiction to be talking about this. I'm not an mm. expert, and this is not a politically charged podcast. But mm. everyone knows it's very common knowledge that the leading cause of death is with people who get COVID is uh, obesity or comorbidity mm. diseases, things that are like uh, diabetes mm. or heart problems yeah. and stuff like that. So being unfit. Yeah. And then someone who goes in who is, who is fit, fit gets denied get, the vaccine. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, I'm sure. Yeah. But that's that. See, then mind. that I, now I haven't done enough research into the vaccine, right? This was for the Pfizer for listening for those listening. Um, that's all. That's the only one they had where I was. I think they have others elsewhere, but that's another issue. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Shit. You didn't do much much research. Oh yeah, I haven't done much research into the into the vaccine. But if you have a low heart rate, is the vaccine not good for you? No, I, I should I really look so. into this, right? Should I not? I, don't I mean, think so. I just think that. Or are they just paranoid? I think there's probably in this part of the world a level of training for people who are doing such jobs is not not legit, but not as free thinking as someone else in the rest mm. of the world. So if you've got someone who's done very, very basic training and has read a book that says, look, this is a normal heart rate, or mm. this is low, this is below 71, mm. and I'm a 32-year-old <clears throat> healthy male, then they've probably just gone, oh, no, we can't do that. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think there's any reason for them to go, oh, no, this is not good for him to get this because of the vaccine. Of the, I'm yeah. sure it'll be that. I'm sure it's just like, this is weird. This is a Yeah, they just didn't, they haven't seen it before. That, and that being said, the, and no offense to, to anyone, if there is any. To DHA. Um, or to, yeah, to DHA. And they're doing a great Big job, the right? They are. Um, but everyone in, <clears throat> sorry, everyone in the hospital waiting, I would say 95% of them, to me, and I don't judge a book by its cover, but no. 95% of them looked like they couldn't walk up the stairs um, without getting out of breath. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that means they're overweight or anything, but just in general, the general vibe I got from people was that they looked like they were unhealthy-ish it's people. It's tricky though, because then for some reason in my mind it just came up that oh maybe like they maybe they've gone oh his heart rate's 44, he's healthy, doesn't need a vaccine if he gets COVID. Well, fine. yeah, I mean I initially called three four months ago whenever it was to yeah. make an appointment, and yeah. they said only certain categories can get you know diabetes or over the age of 60 and so forth so i 
was on the bottom on the bottom of the list. I don't even think they put me on the list. Um, and then, yeah, I was as I said, I was told that it's available now. That's madness. And, yeah, though. and then it was. Yeah, I, I was. I'm still baffled by it. And then I, yeah, I've told a few people since, and I looked at it as a compliment though, because I was like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm super fit. I'm fucking awesome, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and then obviously that's props to you because you're the one who's kept me in, kept me fit for the last two years, right? Um, you so good, the, good, good programming. There you go. Back to the programming. The one the other day about um, Krispy Kreme giving away a donut a day for everyone who's had their second vaccine. I like donuts, so I'm okay. Yeah, with that. but yeah. the problem with <laughs> yeah. COVID is obesity, right? And diabetes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fucking yeah, just trying yeah, yeah. to drive not, sugar down people's. Yeah. Fuck, it's crazy. Yeah. The world is. It fucked. is. It is pretty. Yeah. Excuse my language, but the world. No, is yeah, it's pretty ruined. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. Like, why? And, and even things like. They opened up McDonald's before gyms after lockdowns, and there's yeah, but and yeah, but see, well, I, I, I'm not saying I understand. Well, I understand why they did it. Either. I'm not saying I agree with it, but I understand why they did it. It's because obviously gyms, you're con- in a confined space, and McDonald's, you just go through the drive-through, right? Yeah, drive-through, fine, I get. But then yeah. even um, there was a study done. I can't remember. There was one in South Africa, and there's one in Sweden, and they based so the one in Sweden, um, they. They allowed, I think it was 400 people, mm. um, whilst everything was still in lockdown, to use the gym. Mm. And 400 other people, they didn't let use the gym. It was maybe somewhere. No, it's a Sweden they never locked down. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure it was one of those. There's holes in my story. There, yeah. But basically, <clears throat> the 400 people that went to the gym, mm. um, they, the contraction rate of COVID between the two studies was mm. the same. No one going in the gym and sweating and working out. Was this a test or was this just in general? A study, yeah. Oh, this was a study, yeah. yeah, yeah in yeah. this study, these yeah. 400 people going to the gym didn't get COVID any more than the people oh, who wow, didn't go yeah, to yeah, the gym. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, fair enough, yeah. And then there was another study done and it was they traced um, the uh, how these people caught COVID yeah. and all these different scenarios. And it was like supermarket, shopping yeah. mall, uh, social gatherings was the main one. Yeah. Um, and then all the way down and, da, 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 and the lowest one was gems. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I've got a weird theory that I think there's something to do with um, when you're breathing heavy and your, um, uh, your respiratory system's working hard that yeah. you're not emitting some sort of enzyme because when you think about it, it's a breeding ground for uh, passing respiratory yeah, yeah, yeah. viruses around because you're yeah. breathing heavy yeah. and you're breathing a, on a people. Lot of you doing a lot it. of yeah, body yeah. food. You'd think yeah. it's the worst, but apparently it's not. Yeah, fair. It's funny that you should say that Mac is open as well because obviously... Um, I don't care if I insult Maccas, but obviously Maccas is not the healthiest. No. Definitely not the healthiest, right? So you've just said that obesity and diabetes, for example, well, are the this highest. This is the main argument, right? Right, so then why are they opening Maccas? Yeah, yeah, so they're... they're yeah. The Open problem, the vegan store, right? Yeah. The problem, yeah. especially in the US, wouldn't have probably been as bad if there wasn't such high levels of obesity. <laughs> the US is fucked. <laughs> but even no. every country, like, if, if, if you looked at the like you said the cause of death are not covid the causes of death are other health yeah. issues that have been <clears throat> yeah. in, that, that have been implicated by covid yes yes now if you didn't have the obesity problem you probably wouldn't have the well, covid problem well uh, am i mistaken am i not am i mistaken saying that dubai is one of the highest or the uae is one of the highest places for obesity i think it is and it's also one of the highest death. yeah and it's also high, one of the highest for diabetes true um as well which but then how can we've handled it so well Compared to America, I don't know, I think well, it's because there's 
bulk more people, mass more people I like think in America. The population, side the population yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the average age of the population two. Yeah. I think the way that people respect the law here and yeah. abide by the rules. Well, no other like, way to, yeah. no other it's country, your way of the highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no other yeah. country went full mask straight yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. I think how quickly they responded was yeah, very, they did, very they, well. Yeah, various, I think how yeah, quickly yeah. they ran out the vaccines. Yeah, I think there's a bunch of factors that how well, you were able to take it back then. But then, but then, yeah, yeah. I think if you look at per capita the percentage of the people that got it is still pretty high mm. I'd say um, mm. but then the, just the total numbers isn't that high but I think they've handled yeah. it well uh, compared to most places yeah 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 um, but yeah. yeah it's it's a it was an interesting yeah an interesting morning that I'm still confused about still to this point now and it's several hours later you know six, five hours later six hours later so yeah man. Yeah. Oh, I remember we went to Reform for your birthday, and then mm. I got a, we got a discount because I had the oh the vaccine the vaccine yeah, yeah. discount yeah they stopped that now was oh. it because everyone's more people <laughs> are vaccinated now <laughs> right yeah actually right, there was a big line so you can make appointments or you can just go walk in um, and the walk in the line well there was it was weird there was it was a big tent uh, which and look this sounds a little bit dodgy but you could probably catch fucking COVID in this tent because <laughs> we we weren't two meters separated anyway aside from that. Um, you go into a big tent, there's six lines of chairs, maybe 20, 20 line, six rows of 20 um, chairs each line. Um, and the appointments are on one line and, the, and then the rest of you just fill out the other chairs, right? Yeah. And they just essentially call, right, this line, you're up, go in. Yeah, and then yeah, it's pretty, once you're in, it's quick, right? But the waiting line was the longer issue. Um, but people were just flooding in, like flooding in, flooding in. And then just when you think your line's going, the the, the line that's closest to the door gets filled again. Yeah. And the guy comes in and goes, yeah, this line again. Yeah, like, oh no, they, they already went. It's my turn. Like, you know what I mean? That but yeah, I mean, I mean, there was there's a lot of people doing it. A lot of people doing it. Mm. I must have seen thousands go through today. Yeah. And that was just at, you know eight in the morning. Yeah, I think the day I went um, and got my first one, I would say there was probably about three hundred people in line before mm. seven a.m. Like by the time I yeah. got out or whatever time it opened. So yeah, like, yeah. And I'm sure that was just for that outer window. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I should have checked actually what the numbers were on that because they're pumping them out. Yeah, huge. I think we're one of the. I think, I th- I'm pretty sure I wrote somewhere that we're top five, top three even um, in terms of dishing out the vaccine yeah, and getting people vaccine, vaccinated even. Um, Seychelles have done, someone, someone like Seychelles have done like 90% of the population. Yeah. Could go in. Yeah, you yeah, You can yeah. go to Seychelles now because... Yeah. They keep, they keep <clears throat> um, putting the stats on the radio um, on the way home, when I, on the way home from the gym, I listen to it. Um, and they keep telling... The, one of the segments is just how much, how many vaccines we've, yeah. we've had done, and that their numbers are getting really high, which yeah. is great. Yeah, you know, um, giving you a. And that being said, now that you, because you are vaccinated, right? Mm. Uh, we've discussed this many times in the gym, but do you feel safer? I don't necessarily. Like, I'm not more or less worried about catching COVID than I yeah. was before. But I wasn't. I wasn't worried about catching it before. I was yeah. worried about if I caught it, I would spread it through the Did gym. So I, I got the vaccine okay. to like protect my community. That was the thing. I was like, if, that's very responsible of you. If yeah, if <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. if there's uh, if I can reduce the risk of me bringing it into the yeah, people yeah, that I'm yeah, going to yeah, see yeah. every day, then I'll take. I'll definitely do yeah. whatever I can to. to do you think that. most gyms took that approach? Uh, you have to name and shame, but do you think most? Gyms a a lot of the coaches have, and people that I know have had had it. People who are like customer facing. I know yeah. a lot of people that most people I'd say have done it. I think. Yeah. Okay. Because I know, and we'll remain nameless, but I know recently a, one of the gyms. Yeah. A bunch of their coaches got. Yeah, like all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then, like, getting yeah. COVID is 
pretty much as probably as safe as getting the vaccine at this stage because yeah. I know a bunch of people that have had the vaccine and then gotten it, and a, but then a bunch of people who have had it multiple so, times. So when you get vaccinated, then it's just it just reduces the risk? It doesn't protect you fully, right? Yeah, I, so I think the one I had the Sinopharm one is apparently is up to 86% effective. So that means okay. you've got an 80. And I, and I me, and, uh, me and Paul, my physio friend Paul, uh, back and forth on this a while because the terminology of 86%, it means you have an 86, if it's fully effective and it's not yeah. fully effective on everybody, if it's fully effective to 86%, then you have a 14% chance of getting it. Yeah, yeah That's yeah. how I understood it. Yeah. It was like, no, you're 86% less affected by the symptoms. Turns out it's both. Uh, so you're okay, 86% okay, okay. less likely yeah. to get it. Yeah. And then the the symptoms aren't as severe yeah. and you're not as likely to pass it on. So I could still get it for sure. Okay, yeah. And I could still pass it on yeah. and I could still have symptoms, but the chances of that would be drastically less because I've had the vaccine. Okay. See, the, the lack of um, research that I've done on this is questionable. Yeah. And it's also, but it's also because <clears throat> I'm not, I don't really think about catching it i don't think i'll catch it mm. even though that's ridiculous right no one thinks of getting a car accident and someone does yeah right um i don't think i'll catch it but i'm a very antisocial person so I, i'm never out i'm at the gym and then i go home and yeah. i go to work uh on shoots but that's like it i don't really hang out with people so yeah, i'm always, always like i'm like, um, yeah i'm always at home so i never think i'm gonna get it right. um which is why i haven't done the research I, I, yeah. which is a shit effort, a shit, a shit uh, reason. It isn't, but, it isn't, because yeah. you could do the research and still not be any fucking wiser off. You could go yeah. and read something, and there's so much, there's so much stuff to come from the internet. Like, even, yeah, even the the studies of the Sinopharm one, the third, yeah. I think the the third stage test in the information hasn't even been released or stuff like that. I may be okay. mistaken, but yeah. when I went and got mine, done, all the information about the vaccine wasn't even out and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. And then there's a bunch of other shit, like, stats around people dying who get the from the vaccine and there's oh, a bunch of people yeah. in europe where like a, this much percent of people died from the vaccine turns out all those guys were over 90 and if covid got them they would have probably clocked it anyway yeah, it was yeah. like a very small population <clears throat> so you can read stuff that puts you off both like it's just the internet's a deep dark hole internet is a dark hole it's a dangerous dark hole dark. that you need to take with a pinch of salt yeah um yeah so anyway jeremy Cope. Talk to me. Um, I've got two questions I want to ask you. Okay. Or two discussion points I want to bring up with you. Yeah. Uh, first one is, we've mentioned it already, Jeremy's our, I'm going to call you our creative director when it comes That's to pretty cool. I like that. All things content. Yeah, I like you that. want a media shirt still. Media. I do want a media shirt. I think, media. I, think, I think it would really help my image. <laughs> <laughs> you put it on the gram, you know? <laughs> and we've been, uh, we've yeah. been working <clears throat> together for quite some time now. Um, mm. In fact, we started, let's go this way first. You started, mm. see, we started together because you busted your knee playing rugby. Oh, we, so we, funny, oh let's go we way go, back. We go way back. We started fitness okay, first so in, fun, in what, 2017, 2007, 07, 07. Yeah, me Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy, go way back. And then you did burn room. Do you know what? We probably played rugby against Joe Raswell. So it's yeah, you've mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. I'm pretty sure um, Tom Champion. Yep. And Ollie Champion. Yeah. And yep. Uh, I'm pretty sure you were playing in the game where he broke his leg yes. clearing a ball and he oh were you in that game yeah I was playing oh no way I saw that happen yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so he that was nuts he that. kicked to clear the ball and um, yeah. someone charged him and he kind of swung through and kicked the guy yeah. and the guy just ran through his leg and yeah. broke his leg so yeah, yeah. We, that was the, I, we saw his kneecap on the side yeah. of his knee like picture it 90 degrees to the right and that's yeah. where his fucking knee was I was probably <laughs> about like 8 foot away I was like next yeah, in line from that was Ed, nuts. and that was Ed Schmidt my Russian friend that was, was nuts. a tank at the yeah. time yeah so that was probably 2004 Maybe yeah, five. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 
So we go way back. Um, yep. But yeah, we went together, we did a stint at Fitness First. Uh, yep. Shout out to Fitness First, where it all started. Um, <laughs> well, let's not give them too many props. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what though? Do you know what's funny? Being where I am now, owning a, biz- a fitness business, and yeah. understand, I used to hate them because like, I was young and I was an enthusiastic trainer. Yeah. And we used to do training and a lot of training was like sales training. And I was just yeah. like, I don't care, I want to learn about training. And then I was just yeah. like, half the shit I have to do now is sales versus training. Yeah. <clears throat> I, see, business, yeah, no, I, I want my guys to be right. more like versed in sales and how you sell yourself as a, as a business yeah. versus like, I trust that you're capable of being. Yeah. But you, I remember you doing, I, I remember because we all copied you, you were doing in fitness first. I'm pretty sure this was when CrossFit started becoming a thing. Mm. Um, I remember you training some of your clients down in the RPM room or yeah. the or the you know the body pump room or whatever wrestle. yeah <laughs> god that's a, that's another fucking story um that sounds really gay to, to everyone watching but now I remember you the, you the coaching high intensity workouts on there so we started copying like oh we, we can do that we're allowed to do that great yeah. let's do that yeah. yeah I remember you doing that yeah, yeah it was yeah. Uh, then, good old Simon Jones so we we found yeah. it was Lee Holden Levitt who yeah. Lee was a bit of a he loved a hard workout um yeah. We used to find these things on the internet and be like, oh, let's do these. And we used to do Fran. Yeah. And we used to call it um, uh, squat presses instead of thrusters. Oh, wow. And pull up. So the, the workout yeah. was called uh, push pull. We used to call it push pull. How yeah, fast yeah, yeah. can you do push pull? Okay. And we used to have to squat down to a bench. You have to ask to bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then pull ups were, they weren't kipping, but they weren't strict at the time. Okay, a little bit of. A yeah. little bit of and then the three hundred workout. Remember that? Ah, that was we that was a good that. time. We should do that. That was a good time. We'll do that next week. I remember that workout being um, twenty five. B- yeah, being very cool. Fifty like box jumps, dumbbell snatches. I think it was dumbbell. Oh, snatches. fucking snatches! Let's not do that. No more. <laughs> Let's not do that. Um, bench press. I think deadlift. Floor wipers. Deadlift. deadlift. So it was like a bunch of fifty yeah. exercises, and then back to twenty five pull ups. Yeah. And that came from the guys at Jim Jones, and Jim Jones was the the gym that trained the guys from the 300 cast yes turns out they never did that workout that was just like a tribute workout that someone oh made really they never actually did the oh workout. that's a shame yeah so that's that is like, such a shame because so I, I remember like that being like, pretty much yeah. the most badass fucking thing I ever saw at the time oh, like yeah. thinking this is hardcore like this is dope but those guys used to do loads of magic but now doing, doing 200, 300 now I feel like it'd be pretty easy but we used to, not easy but I feel like it'd be like eh, yeah, so right, those guys yeah. have done like 24 23 minutes I think was the best time from Rob Maximus when he did it but oh, we could pump that surely no I think we got it down to like 6 minutes Oh, okay. No, really? we had a leaderboard in the gym, and Six we minutes. That's, yeah. that seems pretty. Or like eight minutes, maybe. Okay, yeah. We, and it was like so we would never we never did box jumps. We did bench hops, and uh, there was yeah. a bunch of things where oh, I man. think we just cheated the reps a little bit. Yeah, okay. Just trying to. It'd be interesting to actually to, to bust that out again though. Right now, from just twenty to down see, to six minutes. Would you put it in rise? Sure. Why not? Fuck it. Yeah, when you're yeah, back, better be we can, we maybe can. yeah, maybe next week. Yeah. So then that was fitness first. We started, and then burn room. Then Burn Room, joined together at the Burn Room. That was so. Burn Room was not the first CrossFit affiliate in the UAE, but it for us, for a lot of us, it's kind of where it started. Yeah, and a lot of people that I'm friends with now, and a lot of people that are members of the community remember that being the place they started CrossFit. Lifespark was first. Lifespark's where it all began. Uh, Then Bilal had uh, Fahrenheit was third, and then we were sorry, Fahrenheit was second. We were third for the CrossFit affiliate in the UAE and probably like the 10th in the, oh no, maybe like the 6th in the region. That's pretty badass though. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool, um, pretty cool fact. That didn't work out and then... Uh, then I went away, the, then I went away. You went away? I went to Oz, back to Oz. And then fast forward like, I don't know, what was that, like three, maybe like 
So funny, actually. I remember this. I remember this day. I I work in the same building that Base is in. Yep. I used to work upstairs right. in, in a digital advertising agency, yep. and I remember seeing you in randomly car in the car park, yeah. walking to an empty space, yeah. and I remember going, "Craig, what the fuck is going on?" And you're like, yeah. "Oh, I'm moving a gym," and I'm like, "Oh shit, I work upstairs." Oh, no. And then that was yeah, that's how I we reconnected. Yeah, Man, yeah. Sorry. And yeah. then you came down and trained. Remember the sled workout, your first workout. Was that before? Yeah, that was. That yeah, was yeah, yeah. Day. You told me to come down for a few sessions, and and, you, and by the way, this is this is how you earn Ricardo Vinicius' respect. Oh yeah, that's right. Because I was on their team, yeah. on their little thing. Yeah, um, this was before I was back into the fitness. I was playing uh-huh. rugby, but I wasn't gym fit, so yeah. I wasn't lifting weights. I was just doing fitness. Uh-huh. I remember doing yeah the sled with Ricardo Vinicius. Shout out to the most baller ass person, Ricardo. <laughs> um, and yeah, they were doing this. I don't remember what the workout was, but they were doing these sleds. I remember just dying. Yeah, like, it, was a, yeah. it was a relay sprint sled yeah. push thing. And you went outside and threw up, not once, yeah. but twice. Yeah. And then came back and continued both yeah. times. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then both Ish and Ricardo were like, did that guy just go and throw up? They've never met you before. Did that guy just go and throw up? And now he's back in. I was like, yeah, yeah. he's back on it. Yeah, but it's because now this, I've never told you this. I should probably have. Maybe I haven't. Um, there's a weird, you, you as Craig, he was Craig. <laughs> he was Craig, obviously. Fucking hell. You as a as a coach and as a person, right? <clears throat> um, have a weird sense uh, aura around you in which, and this is the same. I know this is the fact. With, same with Charlie, and I'm not, I haven't discussed it with Omar, but maybe it's the same, and maybe Tracy. I'm talking about the Rise Crew here. Um, you have a weird thing where we need to, we need you to be impressed by us how, when we train. Cool. Like if we, if you if we if you if we let you down, we get upset. We're like, oh fuck, you know what? So when I threw up, I was like, nah, Craig can't see me being a bitch. So I need. To, <laughs> I remember thinking this. Nah, stop being a bitch. Get up and just go push some sleds that's, until the time's up. And that's, that's that's how it's been for a long time. Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. on you though, because that was like day one of training. We had been training together for years. Yeah, but it's, you still have that aura. Because I remember, because I remember when we did fitness first. Uh, we did a we fucking boxing workout, right? <laughs> so Craig's like, Craig, this is before Craig starts his professional fight career. Oh, let's do some boxing for a workout. Yeah, all right, I'm totally down. So I'm downing shots of vodka at 6 a.m. <laughs> to, to try and fucking like man up. And then I remember like, not even punching you, but like nicking your nose and there was a slight bit of blood and I've never seen someone like go, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> and I went, holy fuck, I, I think we should that. call the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. But it's a thing, you, you have an aura around you where it's like you know what I need to I need to do well for him or I need to impress him that sounds like I'm dick sucking but I'm not don't, don't mean to but yeah it's it. yeah that's the thing oh, yeah thanks, yeah man. and that's the same with Charlie I know it's Charlie and Charlie won't like me saying this but I'm gonna say it sorry Charlie but I know, yeah I know it's, 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 he says it all the time he's like yeah. talks about the disappointment yeah well, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but that was when I, when I got back Look, that's yeah. cool that's yeah. uh, I yeah. really appreciate you guys yeah. saying that and I think that's like um, something that's yeah. You, you would as a coach you'd always want to try and have people want not impress you for any reason other than like to try the hardest mm, but mm. I think what is important is people understand that you've got to and I believe all you guys generally do and that is definitely not the reason you train but you've got to want to like your reasons for wanting to train have to come from you and you've got to be like and this goes mm, for everyone yeah, yeah. whether you're doing like really hard competitive CrossFit or even just coming in here to trying to lose weight because you don't like being overweight it's you've got to have a reason that means more to you than the difficulty of what you're about to do is. So if, mm. I, if I really, really, really want something so bad, but this workout is really, 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 really hard, 
what I want and why I want to do this has to mean more to me than the difficulty of yeah. doing this workout or the difficulty of not having that beer at the weekend and yeah. your yeah. reason why has to be very important and yeah. that has to be intrinsic and I think this is the biggest the biggest reason people fall off of their fitness and their commute or they get bored with their training because they don't mm. have a strong purpose or they don't have mm. a strong why and I think once people get that and they're like I really need this like why do you need this I really want this why mm. And why is that important to you? And you just go, why, 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 mm-hmm. why? And then, fuck, I don't fucking want to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when you know. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Um, what was the question you had to ask me? We got sidetracked there. Where was I? Oh. Two questions. Get into CrossFit? Because, like, you're... I yeah. Think people, people at the... At, oh, in okay, the gym, yeah. you won't admit it, and you never say it, but I definitely would, is people will see you as one of the more capable athletes in the gym, I believe. Um, yeah, I don't see that. Of, yeah, yeah, I know you wouldn't. Obviously, and then no. Um, no. just in terms of how fast you're at certain movements, how far you can uh, push yourself push in yourself. workouts, what skill, uh, what skills you have. So like muscle, handstand, push. Yeah. These are all things that people could like. Oh, this is stuff I want to be able to do. Yeah. So like it or not, you're definitely yeah. one of the pe- people in the gym would aspire to. Yeah. How did you get into CrossFit? What's your CrossFit journey? Let's um, let's keep it current, like recent, because I know uh, there's a whole like rugby back and forth. In there yeah. Well. So uh, okay, well. Briefly to touch, I uh, was playing rugby. I tore my ACL, mm. um, and then my insurance stopped covering my physio yeah. because my insurance is wank. Um, <laughs> but I remember I had just come back, seen you, and I had just I was obviously working upstairs. So I had asked you if um, you would be my physio, and I was essentially yeah, or my rehab was, coach. I should that's say that's what your knees were. My, re- <laughs> <laughs> my rehab coach, and I remember you. Um, saying, yeah, we'll, we'll, work out, we'll work out a little something. So we did, and we did two days a week or three days a week, um, in which it was just to get mobility back in the knee. And I remember telling you my goals are to, to be able to jump again. If you don't know, I can jump quite high, and that's a big thing that I'm proud mm-hmm. of, um, even though I'm quite short. Uh, yeah, and that's how it started. And then after the, the rehab sort of stuff, and I was able to run again, I remember just training in the corner by myself and yeah. doing uh, old workouts from, from memory and from a book that I've had. I should, I should show you the book, actually. Oh, really? I've got a book of workouts from 07 and 06. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah, just ridiculous workouts that make no sense or terrible <laughs> programming. You know what I mean? But we just did them anyway because it was like, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember just doing a bunch of those workouts. And then I remember uh, the likes of Charlie and Kara um, and there was a few others. Um, said, why don't you just come do performance at the time? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to, whatever. And, yeah. you know, is it a special thing or whatever? And then you're like, no, 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 jump in. Yeah. Uh, and then I jumped in and then, I, yeah, I just sort of started falling, falling in love with CrossFit because it was a, a nice competitive uh, environment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then talk us through, like, why... So you've always played rugby. Has you been? Yeah, rugby since uh, maybe 11 or 12. And then yeah. is is your goals within CrossFit, is that tied to rugby or are you like, because it was training to be fit for rugby? Initially, it was to get back to rugby because yeah. after the ACL, it was to train so I could start running again. And yeah. specifically in rugby, I'm, uh, if you know rugby, um, I play scrum half um, or fullback, which is a quite a, I'll say wiry position. It requires a lot of agility. Uh-huh. So a lot of stepping and yeah. that in, requires the ACL. Um, so my goal was to be able to, to play rugby against specifically sevens because that's my sport. Um, so we, we did it and it, and it was great and, and I, uh, I'm back playing rugby. Mm. I don't take it as seriously now because I now do sort of, I now, do, I now partake in uh, CrossFit. Um, six days a week. Six days a week. So I still go to trainings. I, I like to play touch. Um, thankfully, sevens is only one, two months of a year. Why um, thankfully? 
Because if it was, because if it was, no, because if it was all year, then I wouldn't be able to do both. I would, I don't think I'd be able to keep up with both and, and working as well. Right. So two different sports whilst trying to get a job or or work is quite hard. And performance or rise is at 6am, which means I go to bed at 9.30 latest so I can get up at five so that I can come here. So rugby finishes at nine. Uh So already I'd be home by 9.30 eating dinner or eating food and then yep. in bed by 10.30. Do yep. you know what I mean? I don't think I'd be able to do it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, the CrossFit now helps me dramatically when it comes to rugby mm. in terms of cardiovascular fitness. Yeah. As proven by my 44 rate average <laughs> resting <laughs> yes. heart rate. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, we obviously don't do rugby specific training here, no. which is obviously understandable. Um, so there's, we don't do a lot of speed, agility, quickness stuff or SAQ. Um, and a lot of agility, you know, bouncing and moving stuff, which is fine because I do that at rugby. Yeah, and um, CrossFit is pretty linear. It's, it's pretty, pretty yeah, straight it's line. It's pretty where straight There's no stuff. rotation. Yeah. There's no lateral element. element but in, in terms of on the overall whole, like CrossFit's massively helps me yeah. keep fit, especially because rugby, rugby is a season. So when you're not doing rugby season, you've got about three months off and CrossFit fills that three months as well. So and then what time, so. are your goals specifically within CrossFit? Uh, well, they've changed now. Like it used to be, it was just to get generally better at it. I don't like being shit at something. Mm. Um, so whether it's one of the most, the random hobbies I have or whether it's sport and CrossFit. Like candle making. Like candle making. Yeah. If you don't know, I make candles. Um, and what are those uh, dream weavers? <laughs> dream <laughs> dream, dream catches. catches. I make them as well. No anyway, um, that's beside the point. Yeah. Um, Do you make soap too? I tried soap, but I was going to call it Cope Soap because my last name's Cope. So it's like Cope Soap. And I was going to, but yeah, that's fine. <laughs> we won't get into that. That's <laughs> fine. Um, yeah, it was just to get better at CrossFit and especially to lift heavier because I was not very good at lifting. I was, I sit around 73 kilograms normally, but then after, when I lift weights, I get up to about 80 and I can just maintain around 80 kilograms in weight. So my goal was to be able to lift heavier. And now I can, I can definitely see that I've, I'm able to lift more. I think your technique's way And that's probably a part of technique. Um, That was my goal. But now I'm realizing that you don't necessarily need, as you've said before, have to be amazing at every single aspect of CrossFit, right? Uh, If you want to be a games athlete, you do, but Mm. I'm not, right? So that's fine. So my main focus now is gymnastics orientated. Mm -hmm. And and then probably second would be um, muscular endurance. People will be hearing you say that and be like, because you're like you're like legit gymnast across the gymnast well i'm just confident in in body weight exercises but then even look at like so uh your handstand walks yeah but i've always been see the way i approach handstands is the way you might approach a heavy clean you just fucking do it right i don't i don't think at all about when i do handstands i never think about it i just do a handstand and uh like not it doesn't cross my mind for a second like, and toast to bar ridiculous toast to bar, bar yeah toast to bar is good I like um, them yeah so I think yeah. you're very good at gymnastics yeah but when I say gymnastics I want to do like you know the cross hold on the rings <laughs> was that you wrote that on our survey yes <laughs> it was yeah. <laughs> yes it was yeah yeah that's those are my gymnastics goals now I, I guess that's more calisthenics but I want to be able to do the cross hold I used to be able to do a flagpole I want to do a flagpole again um, I think you could do one and a, and a back lever and a front lever I can do a back lever I want to do a front lever I can do a front lever I want to do a front yeah I want to do I want to be able to hold front levers like it's you know when you see dudes on like YouTube like in street workouts and they're just like 
walking up the stairs that yeah. look like they're walking, but they're in midair. Mm. Yeah, I want to do that stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But that's not CrossFit. It's just, not. no, but I would like to be able to do that. So whatever whatever muscles I have to train to be able to do that is what I should probably focus on. Not on the ones we're working yeah, at the moment. Which is never, yeah, no. Um, yeah. And then my second question yeah. is, and I want to yeah. bring this up because I think it would be useful, a useful topic for uh, people to listen to, and I said this to you already, is mm. I don't think people will expect this coming from you. Mm-hmm. You've something before you've showed a lot with body dysmorphia. Yes. So yes, would you I have. care? Would you mind sharing some of that with us? Yes. Yeah, so, what, um, like, what is it to you? What is body dysmorphia? Well, I only recently, when I say recent, I mean like probably with I probably learned the term body dysmorphia within the last three four years. Ooh, so yeah. I still think that's quite new. Yeah. Right, because I've been suffering this my whole life. Uh-huh. But you didn't realize as that. I did, I, I learned what it was, what it was, and what it was called. Yeah. Um, it's body dysmorphia. So that's for those of you who don't know what it is. It's essentially. I guess it's just being insecure in your body in layman's terms, right? Yeah. You're not confident in your body um, would be the best way to describe it. So I, I suffer from that massively. And that's why that's part of the reason why I have played rugby my whole life and gym. So when I was in school, I was extremely skinny, okay. um, very light, a lot of allergies. I was like one of those nerdy milky bar kids, right? Super pasty white, a lot of allergies, Af- you know, Afro hair, like, JT back in the day, right? What? From NSYNC. Yeah, 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 yeah. I should show you photos. Actually, I want to show you photos. <laughs> I think I deleted them all on Facebook. <laughs> um, but super, super insecure. Super, super insecure. Um, and then I started playing rugby. But even though I was playing rugby, I wasn't in with that crowd because I don't drink. And a big part of the rugby crowd is drinking. And I didn't right. do that. I don't like it. So that didn't help me get cool, I'll say, even though that's subjective. Um, yeah, so, and then obviously, you know, you get made fun of. When you're super skinny, you get made fun of. It's the same when you're, I assume when you're obese okay. um, or when you're, if you're overweight in high school, it's, it's, a, it's a dangerous place. Um, and mentally, it can, it can fuck you up. Um, so I suffered a lot from school and f- then going into university. And then when I started doing drugs in university, it didn't help. I just lost even more weight. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, and then eventually I started training again, uh, getting back into rugby. Um, and I put on... Uh, a normal amount of weight, just general filling out, I, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, and it made me feel better. But okay. then, uh, but then it started. You know, then I was like, oh, now I'm putting on too much weight, or now I'm losing too much weight. And I would, I would always worry what other people think of me and why I look like this. But I see myself differently in a mirror. It, it was all mentally mm. confusing. Um, so yeah. So now I train essentially to to maintain a level that I'm happy with okay. for certain periods of time. Yeah. But I'll go into the mirror when I get home or after a shower or something and I'll just think, oh, fuck, I, I, ate, a pizza, I ate three pizzas today. Um, I'm fat now, so now I have to starve myself. So then I'll go and I'll not eat for two days. I'll drink water and I'll you know, uh, maybe have a protein shake, or, but I won't eat. Interesting, so that's the yeah. other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it changes back and forth. Mm. And then I'll look in the mirror and I'll go, fuck, I've just lost three kilograms or I think I've lost, you know, give or take, whatever it is, a kilogram probably. But to me, it feels like three kilograms. I'm like, oh shit, my arm is, isn't looking as big as it should be. So then I'll go and eat three pizzas again and get on the fucking treadmill or, or get in and crush a CrossFit workout, right? To, to lose the, to put on the weight again, right? So it's just a back and forth that I, and this, I suffer from this now. Mm. It's just a back and forth and a back and forth. So it's a mixture of body dysmorphia and an eating disorder, I think, okay. that combine and it's just me not being happy with how I look, um, which 
which a lot of suffer, a lot of people suffer from, but will never say it. Do you think um, this is a a topic that a lot of people will not talk about? Is in like a lot of people suffer from this? I um I'm pretty open with myself. Yeah. In terms of in being able to share stuff. Yeah. So, but I do think that some people wouldn't necessarily talk about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, especially if you're on one of the the op- the ends, right? So if you're super skinny or if you're super obese. I think it would be quite hard to talk about. If you're in the middle, I think like me, I'm not overweight, but I'm not skinny. Mm. Um, but I suffer from thinking that I am going to be overweight or going to be skinny, right? I mean, I think it would be quite hard to talk about if, you're, if you are obese or if you are skinny. I think um, the surprising thing about this is like, you're actually pretty jacked. So I don't think, I think people, if they didn't know you would look at you and think, oh, that dude definitely works out. Like you've, like I said you're insane at gymnastics. You're obviously very body strong. So to have, I don't know if that makes it harder or easier for you to deal with that if you don't physically, I guess you don't think you do, but if you uh, if you look in good shape and your your uh, insecurities come from feeling too, like you could go too far one way or the other. Mm. And then people being very dismissive of that going, bizarre, now you're just like jacked. Yeah, I don't see myself as jacked though. Yeah. Right. So. You no. Sorry, my point was like, if you for you talking about it, if you're for you to be like, is oh it yeah, people be, might think I'm full of shit. Not necessarily full of shit, yeah. but just might not necessarily agree with you. I think that's like, no, you're like not. You're not fat. You're not. Scared, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in my head, I am right. Yeah. So it's a mental thing. So mm. yeah, I could look, as you say, jacked. I don't think I am. Um, nor do I see that in the mirror, but mm. I mean, yeah. So I mean, to someone out on sort of on the outside looking in, thinking this guy's just full of shit. No, I, yeah, that's the thing. But I, I, no, it's it is a definitely a mental thing that that people suffer with. Um, and I guess this comes back to the don't judge a book by its cover thing, right? Yeah. I briefly said, but I mean, no, it, it's yeah, no, it's not a nice mental space to be in. No, I'm sure not. Um, um what have you ever tried? Like, I've like. Tried to go bulimic for a while. I think uh, that's the I'm pretty sure that's the right term. Well, you throw up after meals. Yeah, I tried that. that I, was I didn't try it, but I have done it before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my, I was gonna say, why do you ever look at fuel? So I don't. Maybe this is just a way people are predisposed to thinking about food. For me, maybe it's my background, but it's like food's fuel for me. So for mm. me, like I will eat to support what I want to be doing. So I know that if I'm in a really good training space, like if I'm like, I'm enjoying training at the moment, Mm. I'm crushing training, then I know I'll eat better. Because Mm. for me, I have this relationship where like, I have this task that I want to be able to perform. Mm. So I need to be able to be able to fuel that. Mm. And And my secondary to that, up until very recently, my secondary to that was like, what that does to my body composition is not as important as I need to be able to train hard. So I need to be able to, well, that's a good way to look at it, isn't it? Right. It's, yeah. So then recently, and this is for me, I've never been a lean. When, when I used to fight, mm. I was training heaps mm. and I wasn't even like, you couldn't even eat enough for the amount of training I was in. And mm. I was a very fortunate position where I was able to train like three, four hours a day and it was crazy. So I got really lean then, but it's probably just, I probably just got really unhealthy because I was training really, 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 really hard all the time. 
Um, so I'm not, I'm not lean. I'm not a lean athlete. I carry a lot of belly fat. I think it's like a mixture between just like that's me as a person. Mm. And um, I think I live quite a stressful life, whether they're good or bad stresses. So I just think I'm like, I, I, mm. I operate on quite high stress. And I mm. think that contributes towards it. And then up until the start of this year was the first time I've ever gone like, yeah, I actually want to do something about this. I'm not happy with, for me, it was, this is the first time I've ever looked at myself and, and thought of my aesthetic goals mm. versus my performance goals. Mm. And I'll always, and I was training for the open. Um, so I, when I made the decision to start working with a nutritionist and it was always fueled by my desire to be able to perform better mm. but then it also became now as a psyche i want to look like i can perform better as well mm. and i don't know where that came from i don't think it i don't know if it was a um like a, a self-confidence thing or a self-esteem thing or me going you i like and again just you see shit on social media all the time or you see people in the gym and i'm like i know i'm fitter and stronger than that dude but mm. this dude looks way more jacked yeah. than i do yeah i went into i think i remember i used to work with a coach and his thing is just like yeah i want to look like i lift i know i can okay lift, yeah but i want to <laughs> look like that so i think it came from that a little bit of that mindset of being tired of like just being in shape and actually looking like you're in shape as well yeah. and i and i've Mm, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it now. I haven't really checked in. This is at the start of the year. But I guess it's kind of a little bit like that. Oh, well. But, you know, now, like, just to clarify, now, for example, today, yesterday, tomorrow, do you care what you look like? Um, like I, I feel like you don't. I don't. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. But, like I said, this this last through, what are we now, much three months have been that my decision to start working with a nutritionist was fueled by and i think i was just fatter at christmas because of christmas fat and that was yeah, just yeah, like yeah. no now i need to do something yeah um and i made the decision to do it then based on yeah i don't want to look like i don't work out yeah and i think i'm a big guy so everyone just yeah. assumes i'm big and strong and as i said well i want to look leaner or i want to yeah. look like i can perform I asked, yeah. <laughs> I asked cookie this yesterday would you rather bench press 300 pounds yeah or look like you can bench press 300 pounds and I think that oh, okay. if I was to answer that question back then, I would, have, well, I guess that's a bad example because if you looked like you could bench you, you'd probably be a big dude anyway. But like, yeah. would you rather to do 10 muscle-ups or look like you can do 10 muscle-ups? Yeah. Um, and back then I would have said, look like I could do 10 muscle-ups. Yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. the state mindset I was in at the time where I was just like, I want to look like I'm able I to I would perform. be on that. I would be on the looking. Yeah. I think I'd choose to look. Yeah. From okay. what you said, I'd say the same. Yeah. yeah. But then like ultimately... And then I listen. Oh, there was I fucking can't. I not I can't stand the guy. He does my head in James Smith PT mm. off Instagram. He did one yesterday. Uh, See on YouTube as well. See the guy with those annoying ads. You can eat a pizza or a salad. That guy. No, this is the oh, guy. God, he's the I English guy, that guy lives in Australia. Who um, <sighs> English people? Who <laughs> he's like super Instagram famous. Most people know is James Smith PT. And he did one yesterday about uh, ladies specifically wanting to drop body fat because they're comparing themselves to Insta models that yeah. have a very low body fat percentage. Yeah. And he was brought up some good points and he went, um, these girls get in shape for like a couple weeks and yeah. they do dozens of shoots and they yeah. stack content and they yeah. keep it for... I shoot that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, look at the cycle of this for two years. I like, follow this person for two years and yeah. they won't be in that shape year round. It's not sustainable. And he was, yeah. he was referring to... 
to women specifically so talking about like uh, women's health issues like going through their uh, monthly cycles and pregnancy and stuff yeah. it's like you need body fat to be able to support those functions that you yeah. have as a woman yeah um and having a, a a goal that is related to how much body fat you have and to the perception of how you look yeah. versus having a performance goal is yeah. you're never going to be happy if you're only ever training to look a certain way yeah. because if you have that mindset where it's like I'm training to look like that yeah. you'll always be able to look better yeah. you'll always get to a point where you're like but that's that's the problem that that's we the danger, that yeah. you suffer with I suffer with yeah, yeah. because then for you there's no finish line yes. so even if like everyone else around you thinks you couldn't look more like uh, if you got into the peak shape you could ever get yeah. into people are going to be like dude's been working out yeah, yeah and you're yeah. still not going to be happy yeah no versus yeah. like if you said okay i want to be able to uh clean and jerk 250 pounds i want yeah. to snatch 200 pounds i want to be able to front squat 300 pounds and i want to be able to do five strict unbroken muscles whatever it is yeah you can physically tick those off and yeah you can move the needle on those things mm. but you're you're able to have a tangible finish line for for that goal mm. and i'm a big believer in that and i think that's why the whole time for the majority of my uh training career i've always had a tried to have a performance goal and never really cared about what i looked like mm. so but yeah i've had i can relate that's good i yeah. can i can relate to what you're saying i think i said the start of the year i was like yeah I, th- I think a lot of it came from i'm gonna say peer pressure but i don't actually mean peer pressure but i just mean like industry pressure of which i put on myself mm. of being a, a coach in a fitness environment who is still training you mm. should look a certain way y- yeah i think well yeah because i mean you don't want an obese not, you're obviously not obese but you don't want an obese trainer no, right no but no, you technically could be an obese trainer because you could be yeah. a strongman coach, I guess, right? Or something, just super... Yeah. Like Eddie Hall, right? You wouldn't think he could be a trainer, but he, the same, you know what I mean? He's, he looks quite fat, does he not? He does, yeah, you're right. Right? No, I know what you mean. I mean, like, there's probably like coaches that are, I can think of one right now who I think, like, I can't believe that guy's a coach. Um, and a lot, I'm sure... Oh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> and you're I'm, hinting at me. <laughs> I don't know who that is. No, I don't think you know who no, it is, but I'm sure a lot of people listen to this one. Okay, who I'm right, talking okay, about. Yeah. Um, and, and super knowledgeable guy. Yeah. Fucking fantastic coach. Yeah. Well, fantastic knowledge. Not the best coach, but fantastic yeah. knowledge. Um, didn't look like it at all. And yeah. I'd never, ever be that bad. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just kind of like... I don't necessarily believe you have to be in great shape to be a good coach, but I no, believe yeah. that if you value your health and value your yes. your position in, yes. in your community, then there's a, a level of respect you should pay yourself and your body and uphold a certain standard of health yes, fitness. Yes, and yes. I think being overweight isn't healthy. No, it's not. No, but neither is yeah, being skinny. No, yeah, 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 and underweight, yeah. same thing. Like with, yeah. For example, like someone trying to drive their body fat down to unsustainable levels is mm. going to play, especially for females, for um, mm. if you talk about hormone regulation and things mm. like that, is going to play heavy with those things as mm. well. So, mm. yeah, mm. crazy. It's, yeah, it's a, well, it's, it's, it's a subject it's, for it's, sure. Yeah, it's, it's, well, yeah, it's, yeah, it is. But it's a, it's a, for me anyway. I know from experience, my sir, it's, it's a mental, it's all mental, mm. my thing anyway. Um, but yeah, but how do you get over that? Is right? I don't right. know. I think. Can you get, yeah, can you yeah. get over it? Well, I don't know. Can you? Just be, I know that's all like, you know, be confident in your skin, like all those ads that I've actually made before. But it's like, fuck that. Bullshit. <laughs> you're probably like, <laughs> fucking you're a retard. You don't know. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think People just of, suffer from shit. Right? Part of that is. Um, 
Yeah, it's insecurities, but I mean... But it's also, you like, you can't tell someone how... It's like when someone's like, oh, I'm so pissed about this. It's like you can't tell someone to not be pissed about it, just how they feel and, and what it is. So yeah. Someone can't say to you, don't feel that way about yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would just be like... See, and most people, because I've told a few people that I have... Not that many people know, but people that do will just say, oh, but you look fine. Yeah. Oh, well, problem solved. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck, all right. Oh, sorry. Shit, I didn't, I didn't hear that before. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. And it's like, fuck off, mate. <laughs> like, it's just, a, it's clearly an underlying issue that comes from a mental health issue or something, right? But What would you say to people if, you, if anyone said, if someone listened to this and be like, yeah, I fucking, I know what you mean. Well, I mean, I haven't really done the topic justice in what I've said, but I mean, I've just told people that I have body dysmorphia. Yeah. But I mean, if people listening also have body dysmorphia, yeah, I mean, talking to people helps about it, mm. uh, whether that's professional help or friends or family or coaches or mm. whatever. Uh, I know Em is a great person to uh, to talk to you about mm. mental health issues and stuff. Um, what about all those? Yeah, I mean, yeah. What about all those really like out of shape people that are very unconfident? So you get like all those fat dudes that are just like really fun loving guys that don't give a fuck about themselves. I think, uh, and I, I can't speak for them obviously, but I mean, obviously. I do think that deep down they would suffer from it. But you they know, not? Like, they, I mean, for example, like maybe Jack, they are like right? Jack Black. He's like a big dude. He's he the it. super happiest guy in the world, right? But is that a show? You don't know behind closed doors. No one knows, I know, right? right? I don't. Really, oh, no one knows. I'd How be can very you know? Surprised if Jack Black yeah. came out as being a depressive. No, but that's like thing. Robin Williams. Yeah, but he wasn't. This is, that's, that's he's the different. happiest, la- most comedic person in the world. Yeah, but he borderline annoying, rest in, <laughs> right? <laughs> but no offense. Rest but in yeah, rest in peace. But pour one out for one's homies. Um, no, but <laughs> yeah, he, he would have thought he was depressed, right? No. It's the same concept with me, or whoever's not just me, but whoever's got bodies more than like you might look like you're in shape, or someone might tell you you're in shape, but you have no fucking clue what's going on behind, yeah. behind the closed door. Um, so if you do suffer from it, yeah, speak up. But I mean, you're not alone, obviously. I don't think it's talked about enough. I don't think it's as a serious an issue as, for example, suicide. But Yeah, but then where do all those things start? But, but yeah, but yes, exactly right. That's, that's a good point. Um, but this obviously can lead to then bulimia, or bulimia, is that how you pronounce it? Bulimia? Yeah. Yeah, bulimia, um, which is obviously throwing up after you eat meals, which then in turn, you know, fucks with your acid systems and your body and, you know, losing teeth and whatever. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's helpful to speak up to it, but at the same time, it's... I haven't seeked professional help. Mm. I've just spoken to for the likes of you mm. or, you know, uh, another friend or a girlfriend. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's not like we're not looking for answers. We're just looking to be heard, essentially. I say we, like <laughs> like I'm a fucking... Delightful. You are, you're a spokesman for oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Technically. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel like that, but whatever. Um, yeah, it's more just to, to be heard and to know that, you know, yeah. that shit does, especially in people that, as you've said, are air quotes jacked. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I, uh, yeah, I definitely think it's a thing. And I think, like I said, I've, I... Would you think other people in the gym have body dysmorphia? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say so. I think... I think everyone's got a mild case of it. Or everyone... Surely, right? Or like, there's probably very... Like, oh, I want to get fitter. I want to get, I want to get a better a, ass. Or there's a, there's a know, handful of people guns. that yeah. I know in the gym that probably give zero fucks about what they look like and literally just train because they enjoy it. They enjoy it, But there's yeah. probably a large percentage of most fitness cultures that train because they want to look a certain way. Yeah, I think like, that would be like, quite high. I think yeah. on average, even in our environment, well, our environment is probably 
this point you're going to find more i'm going to use the word performance-based goals in mm. this environment just because of the setup of the facility mm. but in if you look took the entire population of people that go to gyms what do you think the primary goal would be It'd probably be yeah to lose, weight. to lose weight and look yeah. a certain way yeah the majority yeah. of people training probably train but for that, that yeah reason. and this links to the to the um internet being a dark place and instagram and un, unsustainable mm. is it unsustainable beauty standards or mm. unreasonable beauty standards um and and as someone who's shot I should, I shouldn't say shot because it's yeah, like killing people. people right as someone who's filmed and photographed uh models in my in my day in my film career um let me give you a little hint a lot of it's photoshopped oh. <laughs> we photoshop a lot <laughs> like you, um, video is harder to photo obviously video is harder but uh, if not we're not cging here but i mean no but when you a lot of that stuff is is fake yeah, we the, the amount of editing that goes into some of those photos is honestly it would baffle you, um, and that's that's creating these unrealistic See, beauty this standards. Is this is it. This is the information people need because this is as a yeah. This is speaking from a photo from line, photographer point of view. Yeah, yeah. So and I won't name names because that's not fair. But a lot of people that I have shot, um, not recent, the ones I've recently shot have actually been just generally good-looking people and, <laughs> and good pretty good-looking people in good shape. But ones I've previously shot um, for for brands, um, or for big-name brands, the, I can't tell you the amount of hours that's gone into, like, photoshopping. Wow. And it starts with basic light, you know, color correction, and then it just goes into removing, you know, everything from pimples to stray hairs to, uh, you know, uh, a crease on the elbow, um the color on the right side is a fraction off compared to the right side of the cheek, so we need to brighten that cheek up. The the bag around the eye is drooping too much here. Let's bring that. Let's you know. Let's clone stamp that over here, and let's spot brush this over there. Like it's a lot of work. Yeah. Wow. Which is why when I do uh, photography, I like fitness stuff because it's real, and yeah. especially with some of the base stuff, all the base stuff. It's just it's just real. Like no one gives a fuck. You know. So if you yeah. see a photo of yourself but, on a base Instagram page and you're looking fine, just know Jeremy's done his best work. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, yeah, if it's a great photo on Instagram, it's just a great photo on Instagram. You just look fucking ace and you look, you look bomb as fuck, so be proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, uh, it's the, yeah, the model stuff, that's all, I'm not saying, I'm not discrediting models because they actually do work quite hard. Um, models have feelings too. They do have feelings and, and they do have to, you know, be on set for you know just as long as we do yes they get you know the Evian water and the M&M's and, <laughs> and the pizza when they want it but, but they're still on set you know just as long as we are till early in the morning if, if not longer um, and they have a lot of pressure to make sure that they essentially look a certain way to, a, to a, an acceptable standard before yeah but the I think it's interesting yeah. to, to hear from behind the yeah. camera what happened yeah. like because that's all the shit people see on Instagram, and a lot of it. And then is yeah, and that, but that's that's what leads to body dysmorphia. Fabricate, that. yeah. Because that's when because when I look at I don't obviously I don't follow many guys on Instagram. Uh, what I mean, guys, I mean famous like model guys, like Mostly you know what I mean. Well, I mean yeah, it sounds perverted, but yeah, I mean a lot of the stuff <laughs> I follow is like. But the, I'm gonna say it's because I'm a photographer and I really like the shot. Yeah, it's no, a really yeah, good photo. yeah, it's a really good photo. <laughs> no, yeah, obviously, but it's just standard. Uh, I'm assuming. Most of the girls will follow good-looking guys, you know, like Chris Hemsworth, Jason Momoa, right? These dudes, right? I don't think it goes the same way. Well, uh, surely, sure. You can't tell me that girls don't follow a lot of those guys, right? But uh, no, they will. But yeah. I don't think to the degree. I think guys would follow girls more. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, yeah, I agree with that. I think yeah. girls for, like because yeah. the girls will watch the um, the girls to for to see what's 
what they should look like or what they want to look fashion like or, or, even or, that stuff or as well. to yeah. um, base what they think they should be looking yeah. like off of that and idolize that so I yes. think that's as much of a problem the same but that's, way. yeah and that's when the that's when the mental health issues come into play yeah. like because it's like oh my god that girl's that's something I don't look at uh, guys Instagram pages but but you do get them on the on your feed. Sometimes mm. they come up, right? Just mm. whether it's brands you follow or whatever, uh, and you'll see dudes with like six packs or eight packs, or you know the dudes from uh, the Marvel movies that I love. You know, because Hemsworth, he's got an app and he's always topless on his, right? And you're like, oh, I need to look like that. I need to look like that. And that's shit. Okay, well, all the all the comments of the of the girls are like, oh my god, you're amazing. Like, you know, uh, you're human. I think I think guys want to have that as well mm. right they want that appreciation or they want that love or even if you have a you know girlfriend long term short term whatever uh, you know married you'll still you do still want some you know love essentially from people so yeah that's what I think leads into the into the body dysmorphia so do you ever look at do you ever see anything playing with the whole like performance versus aesthetics thing do you ever look at anything and you were like fuck I wish I could clean 300 pounds like that uh, I used to. I used to be like, oh, because I watch, I watch you, and I watch, you know, Cookie, and and um, you know, Parker. Parker, I think, is maybe a similar weight to me. Maybe I'm going up height. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe say, probably yeah. more. Well, but you say you're just under eighty. I'm just. I'm. I weighed myself yesterday. I was eighty. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's a little okay. Bit so, um, yeah. I I I look at you guys, and you guys can lift. Um, I think my my clean is two twenty five. Um, but even like if it was anything do you ever see anything you're like oh shit I'd love to be able to do like yeah well yeah so when I see you guys lifting you know 300, 350 almost like it's butter almost like it's a knife through butter when you see Dan like squatting 400 yeah when I see because I I squat with Dan right and he doesn't warm up and squat no right and and yes I was calling you out Dan yeah Dan Dan is an extremely strong individual and uh, when he squats he's like oh yeah you can do that I'm like nah mate (laughs) (laughs) nah mate and you know um, I do think oh I wish I could squat like that but at the same time I'm not that weight I'm not that build so I think that's not realistic for me like I don't think I'll be able to ever be able to squat uh, 200 kilograms just genetically speaking do you ever do you ever consider the fact that if you were to let's say eat a certain way you'd be able to um, probably but I, I would I couldn't eat because M yesterday about a girl that yeah. uh, she's been having out of her nutrition and she's trying to get her to increase her calories because there's definitely yeah. a thing about uh, if you're un- <clears throat> if you're if you're in too deep a calorie deficit your body's not able to handle basic bodily functions before mm. it's able to handle body composition so mm. losing weight or gaining weight won't happen until you're servicing these yeah. primary body functions yeah and she just really wants to get a pull up so we're, we've been conspiring to tell her like oh you've got to eat 2000 calories to be able to do oh, a pull up so wow. trying to trick yeah. people into it but yeah yeah there's yeah if I, I was to eat that much well like th- so then, then yeah I guess I would be able to but I wouldn't eat that much because that that's when I'm my thing kicks in and I go no I can't I'm getting fat but then you've got to weigh up the yeah. what's more important uh, well, obviously, the performance thing would be more important, right? Well, this is, I guess, is the person by person thing. So, let's say. But health wise, wouldn't it be the performance thing that's more. more? This, so. I don't know. I'm, so, we've, we write a lot of programming and train a lot of people to work towards performance goals because that validates our service mm. to that person. <clears throat> so, I say, hey, 
yeah, I, I want to lose 10 kilos. It's just like, cool, that's awesome. We can help you do that for sure. Let's set mm. some, let's set a running goal and a lifting goal and a, a time for this workout goal mm. because I can definitely help you get those. And the chances are once we approve that, you'll be happy with the way you look. Mm. Um, so for me to, to say to, to someone, um, I want to I wanna feel better about the way I look, there's no guarantee as a, from a training perspective, we can manage that. That'll take a lot of lifestyle facts into consideration. Yeah. And you're not in full control of those as a coach. So we always lean on try and set performance goals because that can prove that we're making progress for that person. Mm. Now, with what comes with that is if people come to you or come to the gym and they're like, yeah, I, I, I really want to lose weight. And people need to understand why they want to lose weight first. And most people don't want to lose weight, they want to lose body fat. If they're coming to you and say, yeah, I want to look better. Well, why do you want to look better? I haven't been laid in a year, so I want to have a better chance at getting... Oh, shout, shout out to that person that hasn't. <laughs> yeah, like I want to, love, yeah. like that's the reason though, but they'll never say that. Yeah. But everyone has like a deep down, I was like, I have low self-esteem. I don't like taking my shirt off at the beach. My wife doesn't yeah. look at me the same way. Like all these deep reasons yeah. that make yeah. people believe they need to lose weight to look a certain way. Yeah. And then you say, whoa, let's, um, let's measure your mile time. They're like, I don't fucking care what yeah, my mile yeah, time yeah, is. Yeah, that's yeah, not going to yeah, get me yeah, laid. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. but so there's, there is an element of trying to like appease people's desire to look a certain way yeah. and whatever, whatever. But I still believe having some sort of performance metric in there to drive. Because like if you... I think you're right that, yeah. If you say, let's say, oh, someone's come in, they suffer, they don't like the way they look. Yeah. And they come in, but they're making progress in the gym. Are they more likely to stick to the program because they're making progress? Yeah, are they gonna get? Are they gonna train for longer because they're happy with the progress? Probably. Yeah. If they train for longer, are they gonna look better? Yeah. Are they then gonna get happy with how they look? Most likely. Yeah. So I think having performance goals in there doesn't change the, what that person actually wants, needs, or like has this body image that they want to create for themselves. I don't think that changes it, but I yeah. definitely think that helps get towards that. And then you can start looking at things like, all right, so I want to clean 300 pounds yeah. I want to do 10 unbroken strict muscle ups and I want to like beat this person on this workout whatever yeah. whatever yeah. well cool in order for you to do that you perhaps you need to do this exercise eat this way sleep this much and do this and then yeah. if you tick all those boxes if you don't look better or you're not happy with by that point then I'll eat my shoe yeah okay that makes sense yeah yeah a lot of the but again, this is like, you, you can't program. People are programmed to think that way about themselves. So like me saying yes. that doesn't change how you feel about yourself. Yes. Like I, my expertise are trying to set people up to improve their fitness. That's what I'm, I'm as a coach. One of the things I pride myself on is doing fitness assessments, establishing goals and helping people reach those, reach mm. those progress. That doesn't change the way people feel about themselves. Mm. So that like, yeah, a lot of the people I know that are overweight, um, <clears throat> Yeah, they they just want to look. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, who doesn't? That's like, it. Yeah, even, but even they wouldn't know anything about because I assume that's because they're intimidated to come into a gym, though. Yeah. Right, because if if you are overweight or if you are even too skinny, a big stigma behind going into the gym is that you think other people will make fun of you. Yeah. Right, and and I know that that's not the case because most yeah. people in gyms especially this gym, are very supportive. Do you think, right? that's, do you think that's the main reason? Oh, I, I would say 90% of the time, like, I, I think. Because I, I, I remember 
when I was too skinny, I was afraid to go into the gym because people because I was afraid that the cool air quotes the cool bodybuilding dudes that could bench you know a hundred kegs would be like, look at this fucking rat coming in to try and you know, and he's squatting like forty k. Like what a bitch. That's that's what I thought, and I was like, oh, I can't do that. So I would go to the gym at different hours what so that bitch. I wouldn't see people, or I'd even train in my in my you know garage or whatever. Do you think that's now the the main limit of people? I still think it is because. And especially with CrossFit, because CrossFit is a very intimidating sport, I think. Yeah. Look at the shit we do, right? Who who does fucking... I, you're right, I had this... A Murph. Who does Murph on I a reg, right? I had this conversation right? um, yeah. with someone else whose uh, partner recently joined a CrossFit gym. Yeah. And they'd done CrossFit for years. They were yeah. like... They, they, they never wanted their a partner to do CrossFit yeah they were just like yeah I'm gonna go I'm not gonna force you to go like do you do what you wanna do yeah. and the partner came down and was like I didn't have to do any muscle ups today like you know people yeah, don't yeah. I think there's I don't necessarily know if it's people are worried about uh, people like ripping the piss out of them for being overweight or uh, I think that's one part of it I think, I think what with CrossFit specifically, I think people think it's too hard. Yes, that for, like, for CrossFit, yes. I'm overweight. I can't do a pull up. Yes, I, I'm never going to do that. I can't do the run. Yeah, I can't do the mile run. Or yeah. and I know, um, I know my sister tells me all the time when she says, "Oh, what? Did, well, remember when we did the Iron Triathlon, mm. right? Uh, or when we did what was it, Shitstorm, or yeah. or no, the the weekend one where we did the, the eight mile, the eight k run with the sand, with the one fifty k sandbag. Or whatever. That was ridiculous, right? Yeah. Um, I remember when I tell my you know family or friends about that, they think I'm fucking insane. Yeah. They're like, "Why the fuck would you do an Iron Triathlon?" And the Iron Triathlon, Iron Triathlon, what was it? Uh, it was oh the, uh, the Iron Man. Sorry, it was the row run, the row run 21k, yeah, 15k run, 15k run, uh, bike 130k or something, 190k, and then row 30. Yeah, right. Like and it took six hours, yeah. right? On average. Yeah. I remember telling my sister that. And she goes, why the fuck would you do that? Like, that's ridiculous. And I said, oh, you should come by. I said, you should come. And she's like, are you fucking high? I'm, like, I'm not going to bite. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I was like, no, you don't, have to, you don't have to do it. But you can just get into But no, it's it's the fact that it's, no, it's ridiculous. They think fair, it's insane. I think if you told some, most people that even people who do a CrossFit gym, they probably told you to go fuck yourself anyway. Okay, but he, okay so today, <laughs> yeah, today's workout, right? Uh, not that I did it, but today's workout was the chest bar and the thrusters, okay? Mm. Uh, four rounds every three minutes, yeah. right? If I was to say to my sister, let's do that, I guarantee you should also be like, that's insane, that's yeah, ridiculous, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and to us, I guess now, because we're doing it a while, that didn't seem too hard, but yeah. yeah. But is it? Right? And this is, I think, stopping people coming to the yeah. gym. I think that's... Stopping non-athletes coming to the so gym. So yeah. for... Us as a business, as a CrossFit gym owner or yeah. a strength and conditioning facility owner, I think our biggest hurdle is trying to get people to overcome that uh, boundary or that hurdle of starting by yeah. thinking that they can't do it. And we yeah. we have set ourselves up. We want people who want to come in and work hard. That doesn't mean yeah. people have to be able to do muscle ups and walk on their hands and snatch three hundred pounds. That means yeah. people who want to come and try really hard to push themselves. Yeah. And I think the the communication there, we need to do a better job of doing this, of telling people like working hard is relative to how hard you can work. If you give me your best effort, you'll get the best results you can. Mm, mm. That doesn't mean you have to come in and do all this crazy shit. Mm. You can come in and you can walk the run, you can do ring rows mm. and you can do like kettlebell swings instead of snatches mm. and you can get 
and as much progress as someone else doing but something I, different I, from you who is fitter and that's how you start i think this is now where it comes back to my first point of they're almost um I don't want to say afraid, but they're almost afraid to come in because they'll get made fun of. So if that person, let's call him, let's call him Jordan. <laughs> you know why? <laughs> I'm just saying Jordan, as in Jordan Z, right? <laughs> let's call him Jordan. Let's say he comes in and he can't do what that workout, the yeah. mile run and the, and the pull-ups, right? Yeah. So he scales it and he does his thing. Mm. He might then think back to point one and go, oh, this guy's a bitch because he can't do the mile run. He's walking it. What a loser, right? That's that. Then there's also point three, which we haven't discussed, which is also when they people don't see results fast enough, they get bored quicker and then they fuck off. Yeah. If they don't see results within a week, then they're usually, they're like, oh no, this yeah, is not, I need to get a pill. Spans. Where's the pill? Yeah, the that makes me lose 10K. Pretty, yeah. Pretty, I think uh, those three things are... The pretty yeah. short. But I again, this is the problem. This is what people need to realize is like, Hey, this shit doesn't happen overnight. Mm. These are like massive misconceptions that we encounter regularly is shit doesn't happen overnight. And I try and have this conversation with someone when uh, our process of someone starting the gym now is we have a, we sit down, we have a discussion about what it is they want to achieve, what Mm. they've done before, what what has worked before, how can we help you? Are they the right fit for the gym? Before Mm. we even talk about trying any training, just want to make sure we understand what we want so we know if we can help them, understand what they want so we can help them and see if they're the right fit. If we're genuinely not the best fit, that we'll make a better suggestion for them. But mm. is telling people if they're like, I had a really good conversation with a guy yesterday who was obviously very passionate about, he's very motivated to change his life and to make changes. And I said to him, I was just like, this isn't like a, a two month ticket, bro. This is like a 12 month ticket. Mm. Then like, we, we're in this for the long haul. This is gonna mm. take some time to get you where you weren't you've gained all this weight in a year give me at least a year before you decide if it's working or not because mm. like you've got to come but that's a, it's a but people don't understand that financial that's the next part it's a financial commitment that some well, people might and, unnecessarily and, and then it comes into like what um how important is it to you so let's say like yeah. we're we're crossfit specifically and not just us but most crossfit gyms across the year uh a thousand germs plus yeah so then you're looking at 10, 12,000 germs a year. Yeah. Is that worth it to you? If I say to you, so if I said to you specifically, yeah. I can make you look the way you want to look and you'll be happy. Yeah. Would you pay 12,000 germs for that? My, myself now? Yeah. I probably would because... And I'll I, do it in one month installments for a year. Yeah, yeah. I, I would personally be, yeah. be, because... Because you could package that shit anyway. This is yeah. it. This is how I'm going to do yeah. my market. I would do it because I... I like the fact that you would sell it to me on the fact that you'll be happy yeah, with so how you this look. this guy, he's yeah. like, I, yeah, I yeah, gained yeah. 22 kilos in the last year yeah. and I'm not happy about it. So I said to you, cool, bro, we're going to lose a kilo, two kilos a month for the next year and it's going to cost you a thousand dirhams a month, but yeah. you're going to be happy at the end of it. Is that worth it to you? Yeah. And obviously there's a lot of hard work and sweat yes? that has to go into that, but like that's the yeah. commitment, you know? Or Hell, the yeah. alternative is you turn to, uh, uh, you stay a fat and healthy fuck and you have to pay hospital bills for the rest yeah. of your life. But see, yeah. So that's when that comes in and it's, <laughs> and that's, and it's, it's health as wealth and yeah. you're prolonging someone's life in terms of- And there's of, like a yeah, bunch of other yeah, things, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. the, the main one is people yeah. thinking they can't do it or we hear it all the time. Oh, I need to get it's, in shape before I come to CrossFit. It's too late, it's too late, it's too late. don't yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think people don't know that you can scale it. And I think there needs to be, we need to create a lot more awareness around like you have to start somewhere. It's yeah. not going to happen overnight, but you yeah. can do it. Yeah. I think that's a great note to start the show. Yeah, man. 
That was a ride. Hey. I, yeah, look, I was nervous the whole time. <laughs> How's your back feeling? My back's actually right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The stool's actually done in wonders. No, no, no. That was, yeah. I don't know if it's any good, but hey, let's, we'll find hey, out. Hey, we'll find out on we'll Sunday out when we drop out. it on Sunday. Yeah. Jeremy, thanks, man. Thanks very much. Yeah, uh, cool. Jeremy is a fucking fantastic photographer, photographer, photographer and videographer. Uh, Jeremy, where can people come find you? Uh, Jeremy Cope on Instagram. And? Um, and the Burly Nerd the is my Burly new one. Nerd. Thanks to these guys, I've got a new Instagram. Purely for fitness related stuff, the Burly Nerd. Yeah. But um, yeah, the Burly Jeremy Nerd is awesome. Video needs. Uh, very talented. Video and photos. Uh, media artist and uh, very easy dude to work with. Mm. Super fun, super chill. Keeping it real. <laughs> keeping it, keeping <laughs> it's like, it's keep, like a tagline. Keeping an alley. Keeping <laughs> some nanas on the waves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eat your, eat, eat, eat your greens. Ah, I said it. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're uh, Wednesday. Friday is the last open workout. What do you, what, okay, two, last two questions, finish yeah. up. What do you think it will be? One, and what do you want it to be? You know what I think it will be. I think it will be Mary. Which is, which fi- is uh, 5, 10, 15. Pull up, um, pistol, handstand, push up. Pull up, pistol. No, the other no, way around. Pull up, handstand. Handstand, pistol, pull up. Thank yeah. you, handstand, pistol, pull ups. I think it will be that. You just think? because that would be very fun for me. Um, <laughs> so that's what you want it to be. I would like it to be that as well okay. because I'm good at those, I think I'm pretty good at those movements. Okay. Um, I think it will be, I honestly don't know, I'm not an open experienced person, but I'll say, I'm just going to wing it and I'll say it'll probably be some form of thrusters, chest to bars, I think that's the safe uh, and maybe some sort of squat or deadlift or something. Like I'm, yeah. I'm going to say uh, thruster, chest to bar pull up for six minutes yeah. and then a max snatch I think for that's six a, minutes. I think that's a pretty good, pretty good guess. Go As someone who's been in the in the game for a while, it's a pretty good guess. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, that's what it is. That'd be yeah. a good workout for you. No. Yes, yeah, snatches and uh, thrusters and chest bar pull ups. Ch- thrusters great. Love thrusters. Doing for days. Chest bar no. But thrusters. Pull ups yes. Chest bar no. Huge right. difference. Even though there's like three inches. Yeah. I think uh, yeah, no. snatches wouldn't be the worst one to come with you. Fuck snatches. I think snatches will come <laughs> if on If you program snatches ever again, I'm leaving. Not dumbbell snatches. <laughs> Just in general. Like barbell snatches. Snatches are shit. I remember once watching you snatch when back in performance and watching that and being like, oh my God, the dude's going to kill himself. And oh, I'm really? look at you now. Oh, great. wow. Yeah. This was like very early on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All um, right. Go check out Jeremy, the Burley Nerd and Jeremy Cope on Instagram and have an amazing weekend. Peace. Thank you.